amazing. Well, I've watched it and I need to hang it up. Let me say this. There is nothing more life ending than folding laundry after it's dried. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's the one where you're just like, ah, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I feel like that's, that's an okay part of it because that's, it's done then. No, but it's not because you still got to hanging it out for me is the part where really it, it feels like, oh, life is just laundry. Oh, that's the part where it feels like <laughs> anticipation. Ooh, excited. <gasps> excited to wear your new favorite shirts again. Get your skin excited. Ooh, it's going to be fun. And then you got to fucking fold it. Oh, there's something just so backbreaking about going like this. <sighs> yeah, I throw up on my no, shirts. No, for me, it's the hanging out. It is the hanging me. out that I feel is so... Tedious. It's mm. tedious. So to carry over from a subject from Sunday, uh, Ryan Tiberty of the Late Late Show uh, left his Ryan post. Tiberty, Ryan Tubby Doo, yes. Because we didn't know at the time why he left. We now do know is that he was paid an extra 300,000 euro by the boss. I don't know if that's why he left. I don't think it is. Um, we just have, there's just, it's just been uncovered that he was getting a bigger wage seemingly um i would just like to point out ryan tepperty's response was he has no responsibility for the corporate governance in rte or how or what they publish in their account so basically he's like not my fucking problem they didn't put what my salary was which is i have to say a real interesting perspective what i do think it's one of those things where what what uh, you froze for a second, and what I just and so I re- yes, so did you. <laughs> oh, now we're accusing each other. No, what I was just saying was, um, it really comes across like Ryan Tuberty is saying "fuck you" to them when they're just asking a legitimate question of like, "Well, how much were you paid?" And he's like, "It's not my fucking job to tell you how much the government's supposed to pay me." Yeah, there's a very good chance that he didn't actually have much to do with it. Go on. I mean. He's not responsible for making it public information. That's true. Well, he is a broadcaster. Isn't it his job to broadcast information? No, it's somebody within the broadcasting house. Completely. And it's also the Late Late Show didn't center around how much was the host earning. It was centering around awkward chats with celebrities and unnecessarily saccharine toy reviews. But no, you are correct. But it's just an interesting response. I always just find it funny when people stonewall where they're like, not my fucking problem. Um, yeah, it's an immature response, I think. It's a bit like, not my job. I'm, I'm, it's, it's the same as people saying, I'm going to distance myself from this event. It's also the Taoiseach, Leo. Oh, how do I say this last name? Vardakar? Is that the Taoiseach's last Varadkar. name? Varadkar. Varadkar? I'm freezing really, really badly. I think I'm going to leave and come back. You are leave, leave and come back. See, Ashley. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, Ashley has gone a John-free episode of UTS. Uh, once again, if you're not listening on Sunday, um, we are bringing this program to an end on July 8th. July 8th, two days before my 38th birthday, will be the final actual live stream of UTS at 10 p.m. UK time, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard time. Um, be there. Have fun. Uh, send in your favorite memories and moments. 
Um, we look forward to you all being in the chat one last COVID time. I uh, assume cameras will dance to the theme. Baldy will say bonjour, no. All of those fine things. I am. Um, uh, oh, Ashley's back. Let's see how this goes. Ashley, welcome back. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Are you still? Fro oh, you're frozen again. Leo Vradkart. Oh, is uh, oh, Ashley. Ashley, it froze so bad. Oh, oh it's freezing so bad. Oh. oh, no. Go reset your router. I'll do it. Okay. Okay, okay. bye. Uh, this is the, uh, as you can see here, why we're ending the program is we can't even get through a fucking episode with even two of the hosts. It's just me, guys. What is this? Was it November of 2020? My God. Should I review some hummus? Should I... Start going through the early ports of my divorce. I do miss that sofa, by the way. That sofa bit the dust in fucking bed bug time. And goddamn, do I miss it. Oh, my God. One of the most comfortable sofas I ever had. An Ikea sofa. We found it at an Ikea in Montreal with my ex-wife. And I took a photo of it and ordered it. And two gentlemen showed up. And I'll never forget this. They parked the uh, Ikea truck on an angle in front of my apartment building in Koreatown in Los Angeles. And uh, unloaded that motherfucker and blocked so much traffic. And they could give a fuck. Um, and then Jimmy McGee built all of it. I didn't realize this, but Jimmy McGee, British comedian, was staying with me at the time. And uh, they dropped everything off. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. And he went, a nightmare? I love this stuff. And I went, what? And he organized it all and built my sofa and my bed. It was fucking nuts. Yeah, craziness. I do miss that. I do. I miss that apartment. Like I, the times I had in that apartment, so much fucking darkness. A lot of fun, amazing light times as well. It was my, it was my COVID home. I don't know how you guys feel about where you were during COVID, but I absolutely fucking loved certain aspects of COVID, as of course explained on this program. Doing this program was a very fun part of COVID, if I'm totally honest. Um, but it was also just like it was just it was the it was a it was a real place. It's a real place where I did some thinking. God, did I do some smoking on that roof? Smoke, did some smoking on that roof. Watched the fires of two looter riot groups uh, heading towards me. I had breakfast with someone yesterday, actually. Who uh, uh, you know those moments where you've had you were in the same experience but two very different perspectives on it. So I always say so during the L.A. portion of the BLM uprisings. Stan Tall Brothers. I, of course, was in Los Angeles and had uh, uh, two rides on opposite sides of my apartment building. And he was like, <laughs> it wasn't that scary. And I had to be like, maybe where you lived, big boy, up in fucking Glendale. But when we where, where I was, shit was realer than real. Oh, yeah, I just got an alert from... Uh, let's see what Ashley's saying. Uh, she's doing a total restart story. Sorry, sorry. Well, let's see if this provides any more options. I um, also would say this as this uh, program comes to an end. Um, other things you want to let you catch the hosts on, you can re-listen to Chris on Big Shiny Podcast. I don't know if they're doing a second season of that ever. Probably not, seeing as it's been about two years. Um, you can also check out John and Dylan online. Uh, which is my uh, new podcast with Dylan Gott, no longer talking about wrestling, but instead talking about moments in internet. Yeah, 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 history. And I don't know if Ashley is starting a new podcast. Maybe we'll start a podcast about the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Pod. 
where I just talk about how good the Grateful Dead are. I don't think I'll actually do that because I think only I care about how much I like the Grateful Dead. Um, but yes, just because the show is ending does not mean that the hosts will stop bringing you content. It just means they're not going to be bringing you this particular content. Sad though, isn't it? So yeah, please make sure to uh, uh, reach out with favorite memories and be there July 8th. The ad ends and we go back to the Killing Time broadcast with me. John Boy Hastings. I um, ooh, I head over to the. I have to tell you, I have not been in one place this long in years, and it has been so nice to just be home for this. Like it has been awesome. I've slept one night not in my bed. You got to get yourself some of that. I don't know if you guys have done, ever done that, sleeping in your own bed every night. Woo. Hmm. I was recently a sleep study and they're like, oh, sleeping in a hotel room bed, you get between 10 and 30% less sleep because you're between 10 and 30% more awake because you're in a foreign place. And that's just something your lizard brain does. And holy fuck, is that correct? I always was so jealous of like people, you know, you ever like crash at someone else's house and like someone that can sleep late at someone else's home. I'm not that person. You know what I mean? I'm in someone else's environs like i'm up with a fucking jump i was up with a fucking jump today up at 4 30 in the morning to take a fiery black shit oh, just and it was one of those ones you know what it was just long enough that you're not going back to sleep now like you're just like you had to you had to wake up enough of your brain to get the poison out and now it's like well we fought the battle but we lost the war and so i just i sat i sat up in the darkness um at one point spooking a stray cat um, a new stray cat has made its way into my life. It lives in the backyard. Uh, his name is Turtle. I have been feeding him every day, and I love him. And uh, hasn't let me pet him yet, but we'll get there. Uh, feed him. He stood very close to me and by about three feet and looked at me, which I don't know how much you know about cats, but that is huge. And um, I just read about this Russian um civil war situation i by the way have never missed the chat more in my life until right now this whole situation it's fine i'm i'm not one that really worries about riffing solo um but it, this would be so much easier if there was a nice stream of mel rk i um also i'm developing i might be there might be a new podcast coming out from old john hastings uh, watch one of my spaces just i'm i'm an idea is percolating. I um, 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 was going to say, oh, yeah, so then I, I fed the stray cat this morning around 5.30. He was fucking jacked. Oh, my God. Feed yourself a food. Feeding a stray cat is real good because when they they usually will run away from the food, but when they come back, they have just such a body language of like, what is this fucking shit here? Like, imagine, because imagine you leave what you think is your bedroom and you come back and there's a full buffet in there. Where the fuck did this come from? Doesn't question it. He eats it right away. I really respect that. This is a Star Trek mug. I uh, technically got it for my girlfriend, but it's a really good mug. And uh, she was asleep when I was making coffee. So I got it. Now, Ashley has come back. I'm back. I'm so sorry. That took so long. My computer just kind of froze up a bit. Mm. Totally fine. We talked loads. We talked about how this is my girlfriend's mug. We talked about the new oh. stray cat that's living in the backyard. Lots of, oh. we really, really covered the gamut. Mm. Something I was going to bring up was that in the past couple of weeks, I've joined a library again. And what do you mean? It's, I just you... I hadn't joined one since I moved country. I just didn't what? kind of. Oh, you just didn't get a library card? I love I just a fucking didn't get library. a library card, and I just didn't think of it. I just 
didn't I, I yeah I just was out of the habit of a library being a thing and now it's like my favorite thing <laughs> great um, great place to work there is a yeah. excellent library in the north london finsbury park region if you go by the herringay train station up there is a tiny little library tucked in there absolutely fill your fucking boots that sounds delightful it is really nice yeah that sounds really, really nice. Yeah, I just, I'm now taking books out of the library and reading them. They also have an app and you can just take audiobooks out. Do you just get them digitally? You just get them digitally. Oh, that's fucking quality, mate. Yeah. It's so good, but you, you still only rent it for a time. Of course. But you can listen to a whole audiobook. Speaking of audiobooks, I'm listening to a audiobook called The Fall of Berlin, 1945. Holy fucking bleak. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like just nightmares after nightmares, just reading about the Red Army advancing on Berlin. Like, oh my Christ. All you're sitting there thinking is just like, well, it's a good thing that all of these people are going to die soon. So their suffering ends. Oh no. That's horrible. Yeah, like just you like the, to go into the bleak stuff, don't like you? The, um, For all the shit you guys give me, you're equally bleak. <laughs> I mean, I just I like a bit of history, and it was just, and it's also it's so it really adds some context into right now, which is like when you're yeah. like, why are why are Poland and Germany so freaked out that Russia's on the march again? And then you read about what happened when Russia marched through, and you're like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they, uh, they, they uh, did some things. I mean, like the because they have all the reports because it was the Soviet Union was, if nothing, a giant bureaucracy. So they have sure. all of the chains of commands, and they're basically like, "We just cannot stop these soldiers from gang raping the civilian population." And Stalin's like, "Well, that's I guess I guess that's what happens when you get to Germany. What do you, what do we like? Oh, you know?" And it's like, oh, and it slowly slowed the Red Army. The amount of the amount of evil they were doing slowed. Them they to took the their time. The, well, the thing the Americans almost got to Berlin. How will America get like so? The Americans are literally in fucking France, and the Americans get all the way to the fucking banks of the river across from Berlin because of how long it takes the Red Army to get to Berlin because of how slowed they were by the destruction. It is you want to throw up your soul. It is a uh. it is a nightmare, but also so fucking fascinating. Like it is the most like interesting formative moments and days of like sure. we are literally living in the result of what happened in those weeks and there's like a couple of moments where you're like i want to find winston churchill and just tell him stop drinking in the fucking morning and pay attention to stalin you motherless fuck and oi roosevelt don't put harry truman in charge he's a short warmonger put that other guy in charge henry wallace who was a bit of a socialist ah, that may not be a good idea he'll probably get Killed by Stalin too. Just don't die. Put your wife in charge. Um, yeah. Actually, how much do you know about Eleanor Roosevelt? Because of all of my friends, not very much. I feel like you and Eleanor Roosevelt would have dated. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt was a uh, married her cousin, um, Franklin. Um, they were rich people. It was done at the time. It was like a political yeah. marriage. He did it. Um, more than likely, she was a lesbian. Like more than like she was like she was pretty like oh like that was sort of the rumor, and she was like one of those sort of withering, very rich like aris like East Coast aristocracy people. Like, mm -hmm. are you a lesbian? And she went, oh, I wouldn't accuse me of doing something so lovely. Like one of those people, like just oh. right. Okay, sure. Yeah, called John Kennedy a peacock to his face. <laughs> wow. 
I didn't know Catholics were so proud. Like just an absolute asshole. Fucking rule. And wow. Like, so much power. Do you under like Yeah, I'd probably be into that to be. What did fair. your what did your husband do? Was there a car in your room? <laughs> it sounds like it's in my room, doesn't it? Actually, is your flat in are do you live in the medium of a road? What the fuck was I, that? I live right on a road. I Man, I gotta tell you, I really wanna. I wanna. I miss Glasgow. Everywhere. Glasgow seems like a nice place Come to have to a Glasgow for an afternoon during the fringe. No, what are you talking about? Why? Because you have. I'm not gonna take a train out of Edinburgh during the fringe. Why? Stay in Edinburgh. You gotta do stuff in Edinburgh. But you can have an afternoon in Glasgow. Just you have incorrect. a whole month in Edinburgh. Incorrect. You're there to work. No, no going to Glasgow. There's no going to Glasgow. Why? Go to a gig. Get people in the room because I'm I'm strapping. This is going to be a motherfucker of a month. Like, let let no one be but fooled. But why can't you take an afternoon in Glasgow? Because you need to stay in Edinburgh and be gigging and making sure people get into your little room because it's going to be a month long war of attrition. Day. You can have one day. I will be getting people into my room for the purposes of stand up comedy. Your work ethic is flawed. Um, Incorrect. Mm. No, I'm right. And I know I am. Um, (laughs) I don't need to win the argument because I will win the life. (laughs) I. What was I going to say? I came across a book recently that I did think you'd be interested in. And it wouldn't surprise me if you already knew about it. Coloring book? No, it is called The Muppets in Moscow. Um, and I, it's no matter about, what this book is, I want to I want to read it. Is it about Kermit yeah. trying to become a communist? <laughs> it's literally about trying to broadcast the Muppets in Russia. Oh, this is good. I want to read this so. Badly. I I I saw it and I just thought that's a book for John Hastings. That's so funny. Just yeah, Kermit represents the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Can I say it's, this about the Muppets? And it's always bothered me. Is it's just so. It's not that both Kermit and Miss Piggy are both puppets and they can't have sex. They are different species. And that has always bothered me that a pig and a frog cannot fuck. Yeah, but they're Muppets. They're still animal. They're like, they're still like, okay, but a frog and a pig are still animals, but they're but still different they're species. Both felt. I don't think that they're both felt. They could be still different. We don't know that for sure. There might be two different materials. <laughs> They are puppets and Muppets, and you don't need to think about it. I do much. think I do think I need to think about it. Also, I don't think that Fozzie Bear gets the respect he deserves, and he was, in my opinion, the best one. Sure. <laughs> um, the book, though, is, yeah, it's about just trying to create a Russian adaptation of The Muppets and Sesame Street. but it's in the early 1990s so you know communism had collapsed oh my god it's in like the weird soft cue yeltsin time where they're like burning down their white house and shit yeah yeah so it's in that time period and it's it looks into a lot of like why they can't make it for a while and it's it's it seems like an interesting book i didn't read it so i don't know it fully snephalopagus i assume snephalopagus is in the fsb you know what i'm saying yeah, Oscar the Grouch is just a mi- a microphone and a trash can. <laughs> I think you should put it on your list, and I think uh, it, cookie, it, it just seemed mo- like something you really wanted. To Cookie Monster doesn't like uh, cookies. He just likes good government cooperation. 
<laughs> government cooperation, government cooperation. Yum, 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 yum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember more Sesame Street references that I can turn sure. into propaganda for, um, oh, God Comedic damn. It, value. Yeah. <laughs> Nephilophagus is Alexander Navalny, and they just kill him in the first episode. Do not listen to him. He is full of partisan ideas. This is how fucked Russian is, Russia is, Ashley. Is even the guy that is in prison for being a dissenter who calls for democracy is still like, this Ukraine war is awesome, though. Like, do you understand how fucked that country is? Where you're yeah. like, oh, let's hope we get this reformer in who still believes there's a bunch of gay demons in Kiev. Oh, what a what a time we live in. We do live in a time. So, Ashley, when you get to the stand tonight, what is your job going to be? Are you going to be running the board? Are you going to be, and spell that board, is it going to be B-O-R-E-D or B-O-A-R-D? No. Are you going to be doing stand-up comedy? What are we doing? No, I'm teching. Checking You're checking, so you are running the board. No, I don't go near the board. Then how are you teching? Running? Oh, you mean running the soundboard? Yeah. What board did you think I was talking I thought you about? You meant the bloody chalkboard. I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, but you don't go near the. Ch that You're out of your mind. Yeah. That's what I thought you. I thought you were out of your mind. But you're the tech. When you hear board, I'm the I would tech. I wouldn't the, call it a board. What do you call it? The desk. The desk. Very British of you. It's the desk. Mm. What is going on in your house? Are you living with a Foley artist? Did that door just close? Yes. Me? I think that's what just... Okay, that's fine. That's just the wind. What the hell is going on in your house? Jesus. <laughs> I am a bit haunted today, aren't I? More than a bit, I think. The lights Ooh. just dimmed, by the way, I'll have you know. They just went bright and then really low. Ashley, are you being visited by a Pilsel geist? I might well be. Have you? Do you believe in ghosts? I don't think so. Oh, explain yourself. But I Go think more. I believe enough to get really freaked out if I, if I get if I if I feel like I'm in a haunted like I'm a little freaked out right now. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe places can be haunted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't really believe in ghosts, but I still get the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't believe. No sense. Why, I don't what be am I afraid of if I don't believe there's anything there? You know. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do. One, I once was taking a pee in a darkened park, and four Russian guys came out of the mists, and I just thought, well, they're looking for someone to do something to, and I'm going to leave. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Actually, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um... That was the moment. That was the moment where I ever came the closest to seeing ghosts, where there was literally no one there, and then there was just three guys. Hello, and I was like, "Okay, I'll be leaving now." Like it was like, that's, I don't know. That sounds like something that should be in a film. I really like the scene. <laughs> Hello, we are from Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, I miss. I miss the old, like the old style Putin Russians showing up when Britain was in the EU, and there would just be three guys in tracksuits that no one wanted to talk to in a bar. That oh, that was the best time. Just eight silent brutes in a hostel that's how you just knew where are they from russia what are they doing well they haven't left the hostel in four days and they've been drinking i told my very highly educated friend recently uh that now she's really really engaged with politics really kind of knows stuff and i am not one of those people i i don't think i'm completely ignorant but i'm not really well read on politics and stuff like that but i told her my 
theory, which I think I've told you before about how I believe that the IRA and the Russians are in bed and that they caused Brexit to happen. That's my theory that I have just kind of made up. I mean, it's but I not... told her that and she was like, huh. <laughs> And that made me feel really good. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like, like the, I don't I, think I'm wrong. This is the I've thing. Met, I have I've met, no basis for having this opinion. I have not founded this in any research. It's just a gut instinct that I have gone along with and developed into my own little conspiracy theory. But I think I'm right. <laughs> I was in Belgium in 2017, and there were a bunch of UKIP staffers, and they were all... Rough as guts, swamp donkeys from shithead Ireland. And the Irish comedian I was with said, they're with the raw. And I went, what? what? And he was like, they work for UKIP. Where do you think those guys went? No, you're a hundred. That's exactly like, it's one but of those things. The, where the, it's the fun thing is that I don't have the knowledge or the backing to have this opinion. I just do. <laughs> I think, but it's also, I, 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 I disagree in that you, you do and that you are, you understand the players just intrinsically yeah. from being an Irish person that's in Britain. You're like, well, who would, who would back this? Like who would want yeah. this to happen more than anything? It's a bunch of guys named Michael who are from that weird, the, the borders, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh God. It's, I, I don't have any evidence, but I suppose it is a, a little bit of an educated guess. Can I say this? No group of men suck harder than the group of guys that then you're taken aside. Cause you're in a weird bar in either Belfast or one of those weird small Irish towns, and then like someone goes there with the, and they either say raw or what's the other IRA the slang? The it's not the guy because the guy is the, the sports team, the sports one. But it, there's another IRA slang that's not the raw. It's like so you know. Oh, what the fuck is it? It's I'm like the sure. it's like the boys. It's something like that. And I just, it's two times in my life has someone been like, that's who these people are. And both times you're like, oh, fucking gross. I can't like think, I can't think what you mean. Damn, I can't think what it, it's just it's two times yeah. in my life. And I it's just, one of those I'm, ones that I know once somebody, when you exactly, or somebody says it, I'll know what you mean. But right now I, my brain can't reach for it. It's one of the, it's one of those things you, movies do not capture the menace and Cause I've also, I've been around, I've served guys that were in the mob when I was in, uh, I worked in a restaurant in Montreal. I've met like guys that were supposedly in the IRA and I've met hell's angels. I've done stand up comedy for hell's angels. And all three of those groups have this sense of menace. And this is going to sound really weird. That is so irritating. It's, this is very bizarre. Like it's not, it's intimidating, but like intimidating, like in the, like, you know, when you have that little like spiky bit of nail, in your finger bed yeah it's like that of fear like you're just like oh real like you're just, here's what it is they're all so fucking intellectually stupid that sure. you're like i have to be concerned about you guys and i'm pretty sure two of you can't read and that's so yeah isn't this yeah i know what you mean us? yeah, like, yeah that is embarrassing and it's I'm, i feel like i should be able to outwit you and <laughs> and get away from you but i'm too afraid to be able to do it it's exactly that it is i it, it, i should be able to help with you but i am not i am not prepared to but take you're the not steps. yeah you're not using any sort of strategy here you're just gonna knock me the fuck out <laughs> or whatever you know what i mean yeah. like it's just you're thrilled glad it's just gonna be unfun and yeah. stupid oh such a weird organization stupid. oh i'm so like it's one of those ones but that's such a specific emotion 
that you like it's you not everyone can know what you're talking oh it's so irritating scott scotland does not have one of those groups of guys it's very specific places have those groups of guys like there's no group i for me i'm also a six foot four straight white male you'd be surprised how much it takes to intimidate me sure mm. um i think that anybody who follows the Celtic and Rangers stuff falls into the oh, category. Yeah. How boring. The ones How? who really get into that kind of give me that vibe. I remember once being on stage at the Glasgow stand and I made some reference to that and someone went watch it. And I just went, I don't believe in your made up bullshit. And a woman, one woman screamed with joy. I'll never forget. She went, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like leaving my house on sports days in general, but I really, really dislike it when there's a Celtic Rangers game. Oh, I resent it. I I still get angry. What I'm now picturing is just trying to get into stupid Finsbury Park tube on a stupid Arsenal day, man. Oh, Gunners! Gunners! Oh, fuck. Like, literally, you should be allowed to stab them in the throat. Like, Like, I... I will never forget this guy. I just think they shouldn't be allowed to use public transport or something. They shouldn't be allowed to use public oxygen. These they're fucking dumb. <laughs> fuck. I, I, That's I a have, great line. That I is have, a great line. I have no fucking time. Nothing they are participating in is helpful to society. Do you understand how many fathers I've seen pissing against a wall while holding the hands of their child? Yeah. Like it's just. Sirs, you should be embarrassed. It is not a situation that could be uh, hindered by the addition of a flamethrower and me. You know what I mean? Like, let's just move it along. Oh, just in part of the problem, by the way, is uh, which I, I learned this fact from Simon Munnery. The reason why um, Arsenal fans uh, are such a problem is because, unfortunately, their stadium. How was this explained? It's. The Arsenal Stadium and then the two the Finsbury Park Tube Station where all the pubs are that they go before the games are mm-hmm. two different police boroughs. So it's like, ah. and where two of the pubs are are technically aren't in any police jurisdiction because they're just in like weird zones. Granted, this was said to me by Simon Munnery, so who the fuck knows if it's true? Because that guy is a booze bag. But um sounds right because there was never any there was always police in like certain parts but they get to this great this nebulous sort of hinterland and just be assholes Mm. i have a question how close are you to a glasgow or ranger stadium or i guess it actually just takes over glasgow because it just just takes over the the whole place yeah Um, i'm not really near one thankfully i'm not near ibrox um but is that what it's called so what is is ibrox the stadium Ibrox is the area, but there's a stadium in Ibrox. And are both stadiums in Ibrox? No, Ibrox is the Rangers one, I think. And then I'm actually, I actually don't know where the Celtic one is. I gotta tell if you, there I, is one, I don't, I, I don't. Ibrox, Ibrox is a terrible name for an area. It sounds like a scab. It does. It's not a good name. Or like a cleaning product of some description. Although the, Glasgow has many uh, assets, all of the names of its locations are really fucking weird. Like, they just, they're hard to remember. They don't fall off the tongue. I know when yeah. people say, like, uh, gla- the stand is in the West End. That doesn't feel like it's in the West. That doesn't feel the West. No. It's just geography. I, it, it does, though. Disagree. It is I've the also, West of Glasgow. 
I've just never lived in Glasgow, so I don't really have a geographical yeah. idea. You know what I'm saying? It's also just yeah. Glasgow is one of those weird things. It doesn't have a. I find it difficult to accent, like to find a center of Glasgow. Well, and it's the other problem is with Edinburgh. Edinburgh has like four excellent anchor hubs that everything kind yeah. of radiates out from the castle. I think when you talk about the West End, you're definitely talking about from Partick up to the Botanics and out towards Great Western Road. That's kind of the West End and, and Woodlands Road is within that and kind of Kelvin Grove Park. That's all West End. Oh my God, you've lived in Glasgow. That way you said Partick to the Botanics. I feel like you should be wearing a black t-shirt with a tail. That's a Billy Connolly reference. Okay. Partick to the Botanics. What do you not? If you not watched any Billy Connolly, I have not before? watched very much. Ashley, I know. Fucking awesome. I do best. know this, but I just have not really watched very much Billy Connolly, which is really bad. That's. I've gotten away I with not admitting that oh. for the entire time I've lived in Scotland. <laughs> Ashley, you got. It's I know. So, you really like it. That's the thing. There's. No, like I he, know. He's a, I just haven't watched it. His documentary. And I think I, I'm pretty certain we had his DVDs in my house growing up, oh but we just my never put them on. God, yeah, Billy Connolly. Just watch Billy Connolly made in Scotland. It's just this charming, lovely Scottish man talking about how much he. It makes you love Glasgow, like that guy. Sure. Even though he's like barely lived there in forty years, he's such a fucking like raw. He's um, he's a real pep rally for the town. Mm. There's a pub that he used to go to all the time that has a song called the Saccharine Head. It's now closed. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean, like, oh, just watch that. Billy Connolly made in Scotland. That's a real recommendation. I will watch it. Do you, the thing is, I think I did see them when I was quite young. And it's that thing of, oh, you'd hate it when you've you're seen it. And then you, but you wouldn't, yeah, you don't really take it on board, but you acknowledge that you've seen it. Yeah, just watching a man in a t-shirt, you'd make it would make no sense to what this is. And to, yeah. like now that you're an adult being like, oh, I love the alt. Yeah, I do need to watch it. And I'm very aware that I do. <laughs> Uh, what's something from, is there something from your childhood that you have like judgment of that you like carried forward way too long into your life? I hated couscous. Like as a, I hated couscous as a child and I didn't sure. eat it until I was like 37. Then I was like, oh, it's just rice. What the fuck have I been doing? Yeah. Um, How I'm bourgeois sure I do, was my I childhood. I can't think of what they might have been. Was it also couscous? No, it wasn't couscous. Um... I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do, but I can't think of anything. Well, interesting. What a real uh, dead end for, the, for that bit fine. that you tried so to bring up. That's fine. So when are your parents going to get access to the house? Are you excited? Are you going to go visit? What's going to happen I'm with I'm going to go RV? visit as soon as I can. They're are keeping be... the camper van because they want to be able to go off for weekends, but they don't want to live in it full time, which I think is good. Speaking um, of living in a camper van, how is your van life plan going? Hashtag van not. life. Oh, okay. I'm basically I'm accepting that I'm going to have to keep living in these shitty student style digs um, until such a time that the uh, the economy changes or I come into at least double the amount of money that I have to my name. Fair. And to be honest, even if I had double the amount of money I have to my name, I don't think I could do very much with it. Um, I'm still relatively set on the idea of a tiny eco-friendly home. 
just get a van and park it in the woods and you shit in the woods and there you're eco-friendly it's very easy to accomplish just shit in the woods you shit in the woods woods. where are you gonna shit in the van that doesn't make any sense (laughs) i yes i will i don't know what's going to happen i'm kind of hoping i don't have to move out of this flat because it's cheap Wait, um, is that a concern or is that just that just no it doesn't like? it's not a concern at the moment so hopefully i'll end up being able to just stay here until i can move into something better mm, like a substantial mm. different lifestyle change i don't want to move into another flat again i see what you're saying so just this will be your last flat until you can find something really row row waka waka in theory but that's probably not going to happen because the economy's fucked that is true. And you do live in the United Kingdom where they are, and I mean this, refusing to do anything about it. Yeah, they really are. Um, it is laughable. It's really like, hopeless. It really is. Like, it's, I live in America, and America's doing, like, America's doing fucking great. And it is. Maybe like, I'll move to America. I mean, I would want, like, I mean, it's not doing that great. Like, I, I still wouldn't be here as a woman. No, uh, depending on where you're going. <laughs> no, America's fine. It's one of those things where America, the UK, like everything, has allowed the culture war to really jump out of the phone on Mm -hmm. into the world. Like the amount of people that you like talk about, like the greats, like I just, the level at which it is okay to really, really attack the trans community within the United Kingdom is fucking mind melting. Like even in the, like the United States is a level of like, I don't know what it is. Anyway. The U.S. has some really terrifying corners, but there's also a huge swath of people that are literally like, no, we're not doing that and moving on. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited to see what happens to America in the next 10 years. I think the next election is going to be fucking insane, but I don't think Trump's going to win. Guess who no. I think is going to win? It's going to be me. That's right. Curveball. Twist. Twist. You know what I'm saying? I think you'd be a great president. Um, I do not. I I feel like I'd be a hothead and I feel like I would be a dictator almost immediately because I would be a dictator almost immediately. You can't do that. Yeah. Chop. I'd be like FDR bringing it back to the Eleanor Roosevelt conversation, a benevolent dictator. You can only be the president for eight years. Guess what? It's 12. Who changed it? I did. (laughs) He did that. Roosevelt was supposed to be out after eight years and he just went, nah. 12. Really? <laughs> I did not actually know that. That's yes, really he did. fun. It, it was in the middle of World War II and he was just like, we're not having an election. And they've had an elections in all sorts of wars. Like, I think they had one during the, like the guy who was leading the Mexican-American war, Zachary Taylor, I think was in the middle of the war. And they were like, oh, you won the presidency. And he's like, well, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was just like, nah, I stay in charge. Wow. Fair play. And then he died um, on a train. They don't know when he died because they just lied about when he died because they were just trying to get him somewhere like safe. But there oh. was like he like got off his train and like there's like like reports of like he was sleeping and they unloaded him off and people were like, Yeah, sleeping. And then he died like the wow. next day. And That's like, insane. He's crazy. I don't know enough about FDR. Um <laughs> oh, Ashley, it's there is nothing better than American presidents. The uh, like the early 20th century American presidents, like up till mm. Nixon, it is strap in for a variety of personality disorders meeting power. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you read about um, uh, FDR's cousin and uncle, uncle and cousin. Yeah, pretty incestuous. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, just talking about just a full sociopath and psychopath. When he was the uh, commissioner of uh, police for New York City, he would stay up all night hanging out in Central Park just to beat up criminals. <laughs> 
Good Lord. Good Lord. And like, don't you even read about that? And you're like, why are you bragging about that, Teddy? And he's like, because I'm good at my job. And you're like, are you, bud? Oh, are you? <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Maybe I should. Yeah, I should really get more into that. Isn't that one of those facts um, that just makes you so interested, but also so like. Yeah, I'm not oh. sure I should really go there, but I, I, there's a morbid sense of curiosity. It'd be like if finding out, like, oh, Bill Clinton loved licking cauliflower. You'd be like, I gotta know <laughs> yeah. more about that. I gotta yeah. know more. Oh, God. But I also feel like as soon as I start to find out about it, it'll become mundane. <laughs> I disagree. That's not like, let me put it this way. You find out someone's big thing is they like licking cauliflower or hanging out in a park to beat up criminals. Either That's not something that gets more normal with more information yeah, i suppose i suppose um what is I, happening where the, you there's are there's children screaming now i think <laughs> what kind of program is this no wonder this show is ending we've turned into madness. i can't keep the windows closed it's too hot it is too hot i bought the, some plants this week and they're so they're just what they is going on <laughs> Can you get your camera over to your window? Can we get a... Uh, no, and, uh, I'm not going to film children. I can't see Ashley, Ashley, go over to your window. Let's get a report of what's going on. The thing Come is, on. most of the time when I look out the window, I can't actually see them. This is even They're better. What are you talking about? somewhere and I can't really... What are you talking... This is this literally sounds like it's happening inside my skull. Someone knocking on your door? Yeah, I can't, I can't see on. anyone out there. They're just further up the street, but it just... This street is like... It, it, things just echo down it. I don't believe you. How do you feel about that? I think you're a fucking liar. I can't see them. I don't believe you. Okay. I know. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> There's nothing we can We can't do anything about that. Certainly not. But I'm not lying to you. Why well, would I lie to you, John Hastings? I don't know. I don't. That's what. That's you you're know one what. Of my that's, favorite people. I know. That's what makes this even more intriguing. You see what I'm saying? Why I did would start you? off Sunday's show by saying I had no qualms about stabbing people in the back. So you see, you see. <laughs> Except that I do. I wouldn't do that to you. Or do you? <laughs> or would I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. So during the fringe, <laughs> my brother is coming up to visit. Oh. So that's going to be fun. So you'll get to meet my brother. I'm going to send him to your show one day. Are um, you going because... to take him to the Monkey Barrel Bar and get him pissed? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But um... I think you should. You absolutely should take him around to all the artist bars and get him absolutely s hammered. We'll see. I don't know what the plan is going to be. But your show actually clashes with one of the shows that I'm working on. So I'm only going to be able to see you on that person's day off. Um, Who are you working for this year? Roscoe. Roscoe McClellan. Oh, that's so that's good. That's real good. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show, I think. Um, but I, it's good because then I can send my brother along to see your show on one of the days that I have to do that while he's visiting. Um, Come along. Come uh, Tickets. Violently still available. I um... yes, me too. By the way, I have a fringe show and yeah, it's on actually, sale, and my poster turned out really fucking cool, and I'm really happy about it. Which and stand are you in? Stand. I'm in the Stands Newtown Theater in the Ooh. studio, uh, which is a seventy seater room, <laughs> which is, uh, but it's only for two days. I feel like I can get. A decent amount of people in for two days. If I bug all of my friends to share it on their social medias, correct. Between now and then, as many times as is feasible. Yeah. Um, 
Yes. I, I've got a few sales already since I posted it, uh, which I think is cool considering I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't really know what I'm doing on that date um, just yet. But um, yeah, there's a few people. So I'm doing the 19th and 21st of August, 5.45 p.m. in the Newstown Theatre. John, you're at 8.35 in Monkey Barrel 2 every single day of the month. Every fucking day. Uh, even starting on July 31st, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're we're... starting on July 31st? Yeah, I ain't a fucking cunt, motherfucker. We're going, we're fucking here to fucking uh, take fucking care you're of it. Idiot, monkey, monkey. No, I'm not an idiot. But I'm Monkey Barrel starts fucking early because it's also the thing of there's no previews anywhere else. Preview there, boom, get them in. Hot, hot word of mouth. No, no, Oof. all part of the plan. Weirdly, by the way, also, um, but do come then. By the way, if you guys are looking for a time to come, it's much cheaper and it's a funner time. Yeah. It was also that thing of because the reason why is we I started. Two days earlier last year, and they sold out because you just you're there's way less competition, and I think yeah. that that's going to be the situation again this year, just in terms of get them in often. But it's going to be an interesting one. There's no awards this year. Thanks. There's no awards this year. Looks like there's no awards this year. I did there's not no, know this. Why is no, there no awards? There's no money. Oh. Because the the Dave and everyone else, because it's again, it's one of those things where the it's you know it's it's expensive to do all these sort of things. Is it earning? Earning the the corporate overlords the money that they want for the investment that's negligible, but I think it's good. I think it's it's good for the performer spirits and it's it's returning the festival to what it should be all about. Tom Is that Tuck why there's no drunk. many there's not many people coming up to do the festival this year? No, that's because uh, uh, the United Kingdom's dying. Sucks, yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what's not dying. Well, I'll tell you what is dying. This show it died thirty six six seconds ago. Yeah. And- and I have been holding in a poo-poo for. I thought you went. I thought I that's did. why you were late. I was, but then I, as it, it's, it's, it brought friends. Um, I have to go do another poo-poo. Okay, so, well, go gentlemen. take care of your bowels, and we will see you all. I, and once I hope again, we will get we Chris for the last couple fucking, of episodes. We didn't even. But we're doing our live show on the eighth of July. It will be our last ever episode. I. We'll probably cry. <laughs> I will definitely cry. I will definitely uh, out secrets. Then we'll be, be giving, moving on to new adventures. I will be giving away Ashley's address and my address and Chris's address on July 8th. But I'm not going to say which person's address is which. You just have to go there and find out. I mean, they're quite obvious. They're in different countries. for fun. Damn. Uh, um, Ashley, as usual, we didn't start the show. We didn't start the show. Oh, no. The Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. See you next week, everybody. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all.